It's your boy Antoine. It's your girl Bree. And we are the Blackface. In a white space podcast. And we just wanted to come to you as millennials being black faces in a white space and deliver the news in an entertaining and informative fashion. We wanted to keep you guys engaged and aware of what's going on in and around your community and just keep you guys up to date on the latest current event absolutely and as one of your moderators i'm going to be talking about the black politics the black agenda and the black music update and i'll be covering the black mental health in the community as well as the black family and the latest news and celebrity update absolutely i'm telling you y'all it's gonna be live it's gonna be fun it's gonna be lit we've been a1 since college we lit and it's going to be a fun, exotic, and crazy ride. So, guys, stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we will be weekly on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. starting September the 22nd. And for all other updates, please visit www.blackfacebrand.com. Yo, Bree and the Realist Down South Georgia girl Robinson was good. Nothing, just out here, just trying to survive in these crazy times right now, you know, and stay away from people, mm, social mm-hmm. distance, social and, distance. you know, learn how to live a different, a different lifestyle at this point. Listen, I think one thing I'm going to take from 2020 is social distancing. I'm a social distance from you motherfuckers all day, every day. Believe that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like it's that. It's in my blood now. It's in my blood now. I'm so used to it. Listen, and I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I'm at peace with the social distancing. Yeah. Okay? So if we have to do it again, I'm ready. Um, But uh, we don't. We, we got, got two more episodes. Fine with me. How you feeling? I think we ready. I feeling? think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be intriguing and I feel good about, about both of them. I think they're going to be good and entertaining and fulfilling and everything else. Okay, well, shit. Let's just d- drive right into this bitch, dude, okay? Let's just dive right in. Um, so let's jump off with the Black politics and Black agenda. Let's do it. Okay. So as you know, we got white man Joe Biden. Let's do it. <laughs> as our... As our what is it, 46 president? Is it 46? Yes, and he is our president-elect, and it's been proven, our, um, our president. I just, I, I, before I play this clip, I just want to say, and I, you can go ahead and chime in too, that um, Joe Biden owes black voters from Detroit, Michigan, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Atlanta, Georgia. He owes black voter his whole agenda, period. Black voters. Black people, once again, are going to save this country. The Democratic Party said today that black turnout in Philadelphia is on track to rival Barack Obama's record in 2008. Sharif Street is the vice chair of the Pennsylvania Democrats. He will be the vice president of the first black president and the president of the first black vice president. Um, He will have sent the, the first black man and the first black woman to national office. That's not lost upon black people. It's the culmination of years of outreach efforts by people like Nicholas O'Rourke. Joe Biden, if he were to win, owes the presidency to black and brown communities, turning out to vote in record numbers. He's a state organizer for the Pennsylvania Working Families Party. What we saw in 2016 was a a major drop off 
in black voter engagement here in the city of Philadelphia, if they turned out because they were excited or they had a reason to go vote, then that by itself could flip the entire commonwealth. Many black Philadelphians say their vote for Biden is as much, if not more, a vote against President Trump. Even some of my um, more radical friends who don't vote on principle have voted in this election just because like it's, it's, it's so stark. And so it's a, it's a vote for survival, I think. Candace McKinley lives in West Philadelphia, not far from where last week police fatally shot Walter Wallace Jr., a black man armed with a knife who had a history of mental illness. Walter Wallace Jr., I think that was on the minds of a lot of people in Philadelphia when they went to the polls. Um, also because it was sort of a, a reminder of this sort of cycle that we've been in for decades when it comes to over-policing and police violence. Despite the huge turnout from Black voters in Philadelphia, and regardless of the outcome, people here say there's more work to be done. Uh, as a progressive myself, uh, I know that I'm, even though we've endorsed him, uh, he is not our ideal candidate. Joe Biden has said uh, that he does not believe in, in defunding and, uh, from of the police and investing in other communities. We do. I think a lot of people have been disappointed just by how little fight the Democrats have shown over the past few, four years. So yeah, I, I would just, I think he owes this community a fight. And we turn now. So um, what do you feel about that? Um, I have actually a couple of mixed reviews, you know. Mm -hmm. um, in one way, you can look at it as, you know, why do you feel that Joe Biden owes you when he is putting people in a position or are people in positions of power is that not uh dead enough for him for black people you know like then shouldn't it shift to the person that you decided to put into office what are they going to do for your community but why should it be well we voted for you because you knew that it's either trump or it's whoever the candidate is. So really your future relies on whoever you chose to vote for. But if you felt that Joe Biden was a better candidate than Trump, then that is a justifiable thing. But you can't go into the situation feeling like he, uh, he now owes you because you did him a favor. Like you did yourself a favor as well because look who was you left in office. Look, look how our economy has been or where we were going as it is now. It is more of a sink or swim type of situation or a, a fight or fight, not what they teach us. So at the end of the day, I mean, should we hold him to as high of a standard, like outside of everybody else? Because it's not just Joe Biden. Joe Biden is just one uh, a president. There's other people that are backed upon him. So, I mean, can we just push all? all the responsibility for him. I mean, so I, it, so I, I, don't I, would have to, I would have to, I think I we have, have to hold to, ourselves um, accountable. I definitely would have to respectfully disagree wholeheartedly because let's be clear, Joe Biden ran. Let's start from the beginning. Joe Biden says, and every interview you can see, he ran because of Charlottesville. Charlottesville was an attack against black people and a rise in white supremacy. That is the basis for him running. If he, if Joe Biden did not win South Carolina, he was dead in the water to them, Bernie Sanders. Let's be clear. If not for Jim Clyburn endorsing him in the black community in South Carolina, he would not be the Democratic nominee. If not for the black VP in Kamala Harris, he will not be the presidential nominee. If not for the black cities, 
in Wisconsin, which Hillary Clinton lost, in Michigan, Detroit, which Hillary Clinton lost, in Atlanta, Georgia, which Hillary Clinton came close, no, nowhere close to winning, and Phoenix, Arizona, where the Hispanic population showed out. He owes Black, in particular, and Brown communities his whole presidency. Let's be clear. He has ran for president three times. He always wanted to be president. Had it not been for the black community, he would have never fulfilled his wish of being president. So let's be clear on what you vote for. And, and, and that argument is, is diminishing our negotiating power to say, you don't owe us nothing. We got you in, it's be anything's better than Trump. No, we have no negotiating leverage if we yield it by saying you owe us nothing. But, but, and, you owe us if everything. you did not agree you with everything. him, if you did not agree with him being in power, why vote for him? If, no, if what you are we, don't what, agree what, with him this, being in what power, we're why vote? To is the, that's the whole power of voting. But why vote we're for talking him? About it. We're like, talking, what was, your, no. what was everybody's reasoning so, to vote for him? And then saying, so well, you owe me because I vote for you. I think you're conflating the argument, right? The argument is, you're talking about regretting your vote, and we're talking about be accountable for the thing. Not regretting the vote. Not only, I'm not saying regret your vote. But listen, I I'm think you're also, you made a choice. Although local communities do have election power, let's be clear. The president of the United States has immense power, which has been shown through Donald Trump. For us to go through what we went through this summer and this year, and then to be like Joe Biden does not owe the black community anything because we gave him a vote is utter bullshit. Because let's be clear, everybody was depending on the black vote. Even though even the poor white people who understand the cause was depend, they know their people won't want to do it. They were depending on the black vote. The black vote got him into office. He hold, he owes his old whole agenda. That was part of Barack's felon. He didn't give the black he didn't give a black agenda. He owed his old agenda to us, in my opinion. In my opinion. A choice. I do feel that. He he is he is needing to basically step up. Do I feel like he has he holds a responsibility? Yes. However, I'm just saying you can't wholeheartedly put everything on just his shoulders alone. Yeah, Congress definitely has to pass the laws for sure. And, and and I think that you know Nancy, the Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer definitely have accountability equal, if not more, than Joe Biden. Two years um, to oh, and, and because they make laws, but I he mean, signs the laws. He signs the laws, and he pushes the Democratic agenda. So whatever he pushes is what will be the priority for Congress. So he has an extreme responsibility to reverse. All the progress that we made from Barack Obama and, and where but we right now, right now, now it looks like it's Congress gone. needs to get on a better page. Okay, and let's uh, talk about six hundred dollars stimulus check. Oh, <laughs> and it leads me right into the next point, baby. Yay! Listen, listen. Okay, so the next, so first point let's is let's talk about it. First point, let's, let's go right into it. So let, I, look, I label this. How, I label this how the Congress stole Christmas. <laughs> How the Congress stole motherfucking Christmas. Let's be clear. These clowns, these clowns, <laughs> and, and that's a great point Let's that you make because they have waited, negotiated for nine months to tell us. For what? Um, a long time. A, a long tell time. Very long that time. We needed 600 <laughs> bones, bruh. 600 bones. Six hundred. I said $600, what would that accomplish? What is that going to solve for anybody? I mean, who's ran electric that's behind four or five, six months? I mean, what? how I mean, is that going to relieve anybody? I six, mean. And then, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, Donald Trump needs to sign it in 
and Fine. then make it a mandate. Maybe he can mandate it to to the to about increase it is, the amount of the bullshit deal. because he's just stalling until the next president because he his people and was that, negotiating that is the exactly, deal. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> his people was negotiating exactly. the deal. So now he's basically saying like he's trying to stop it. He has and we still wouldn't have a stimulus. And we still don't have a stimulus. So at this point, Joe, you're gonna have to run us by four stacks apiece. And that's it. That's that on that. Okay. And, and that's the minimum. He's not stimulated. That we're not stimulated. The minimum. It is crazy. And, it's and, a and, different tax return. To your point, it was an epic failure on both. It, to me, specifically, more specifically, mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership dropped the ball because there was a $1.8 trillion <laughs> deal on the table before the election. How do you it negotiate is. that down to $900 billion? That's an epic fucking fail. Like, how the fuck did, did you know? I mean, it was retroactive. It's not, it's not helping the people. It's not helping the people. You not y'all are doing. Y'all it's are not, not doing y'all people. job. Y'all are y'all have failed while y'all are sitting here getting paid to not do y'all job. We are out here hungry, hurting, suffering mm-hmm. mentally, physically, and all of that. I'm sick emotionally, of- and, and that's a big part. Mentally, that's the, Some that's people the kids ain't part. No damn mentally, I mean, the like, job. Y'all could have easily, y'all could have easily, this was one of the cases, y'all could have easily had this settled. People could have had a, a, a Christmas. Congress People could have had money to travel home for Christmas. Congress fucking stole the fuck out of Christmas. <laughs> that's a fact. Like, that's the name of this episode, How Congress Stole Christmas. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> because they They're are. They're trying to blame it on a damn COVID relief fund. I don't exactly. want the vaccines and stuff. They eat the Democrats and the Republicans. And it's not next. How would you read to the next point? What you guys want us to put two Democrats in office in Georgia? But you, y'all not doing y'all job right now while y'all in office. But y'all um, want us to I, was, I was about to say, um, how do you feel about the the um, runoffs in the Georgia elections? Because you got Trump mm-hmm. and um, you got in for their little Klansmen. But um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel? Like the Democratic side is represented. I see Stacey Abrams stepping up and doing her campaigning. I mean, do you feel like it's enough representation for the Democratic Party in the state of Georgia? I don't. I don't. I absolutely feel like the Republicans are flooding the city. I feel like um, Barack, Joe, Kamala, y'all all need to be here every other week because honestly, if we do not win these two, y'all ain't gonna get nothing done. You talking about an agenda? Yeah. We're not. We may not even get stimulus checked if y'all don't get these two. But my thing is, it's the lack of attention. It's the lack of dedication. It's the like, and the black people, we we exhausted. Even in Georgia, like we felt like we gave everything that we had, and now y'all asking us to go out and give you another round when we just had a shitty ass Christmas with no stimulus, with no money, had no jobs out here in these streets, and then you want us to go. So to answer your question, I feel like it's lacking. I feel like we got what a week before the election and I'm I'm not sure if they're gonna pull it off. I, I don't think that they probably will. And I don't think Joe Biden mind I mean I they, think- they also were talking about I mean they also were talking about a lot of voter suppression going on in Georgia as well. Um for those who did want to vote. So I mean have you I see more voter apathy, meaning people who are indifferent about voting or not excited about voting and then suppression. I see more people that just mm-hmm. do not care about the Senate election as much as they did about the presidential election. So I don't I don't necessarily I mean, I, I think it's a good job doing independently. I think it's very accessible. I think early voting is very accessible. 
However, mm-hmm. I think that people are not caring as much. Honestly, I do think there's a rise in young people because there was a big group of people who were 18, who weren't 18 before the election, but they turned 18 yeah. be- after the election. Now they can vote in this. There's a, there's a, they're going after those people hard and a lot of them are voting. So hopefully Gen Z can step up for the kids. I'm voting, you know, I know I'm voting, but you know, I mean, a lot of people are missing. I wish I could, but. I know, I know. I wish everybody I knew fucking could. Yeah. But I'm going to vote. I, I, I'm nervous. Um, we will see. That went through for Georgia. We, I'm really very. We, I'm Georgia, the world, the world is depending on you. Okay. Oh, uh, we, we're we're done talking about. I know you guys where you come from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, I don't think he wants that responsibility. <laughs> you know, but we're done with the clowns who stole. stole Christmas. Okay. Congress, the clowns who stole fucking Christmas. Like, ugh. Okay, let's go into the black music updates and hot topics. Hot topics. Mm, let's talk about it. Let's body yaddy 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 Okay, okay, so I did listen. We're gonna talk in the black music update. Um Megan Lee Stallion releases a new album. Um and if I hear that song one more again, I promise you. If I hear it one more again, I promise you. I'm fucking weak. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Listen. Mm. So, okay, okay. Overall take. Um, I like that it was a little more diverse. Like it was only seventy five percent about her pussy. Um, but you know, she did explore other topics. I think the I think the opening was really strong, and I like when artists address situations in their music. And uh, she chose a, a a fire sample. Who shot you? To talk about the situation, that was a fire sample. Um, it was a couple. It was a couple songs that I was like, I could vibe to, but. It was more or less the same for me. I, I mean, I think it was a decent body of work. I want more diversity in her music. What do you feel? Yeah, because if she if she didn't drop body body um, I and it'd be a TikTok challenge. Mm-hmm. It'd be that like was, a TikTok that was, that was smart, challenge. That was I don't feel like. Wise. I don't feel like. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like her album would have streamed that well I honestly would have felt like it had been like an EP project it so felt a little lazy personally I think it felt a little lazy her name because you, you yeah like like, a, like almost like the sequel too like after you make a really good movie and then you try to make like part two and then you be like nigga that shit was like horrible like you shouldn't <laughs> even try it that was a classic don't fuck it up it's a classic like, like me up. she need to move on from she need to move on from Tina Snow Tina Snow need to go I need her to come up with something. No, no, no. She need to go back to Tina Snow because now she's hot. Do you really? You you like Tina Snow? She's hot girl. You you like Tina Snow? Yeah, she's a hot girl now. She's been hot girl since. She's been hot girl since like a while. That's the problem. Tina Snow was more about her business, more about her money. Now the hot girl, she it's like okay, bitch, we don't went through seven seasons and you still a hot girl. Cool your ass off, <laughs> like bring Tina Snow back. That's what she should have did. She should have switched it up like that. And it's it's the winter album, like that was the time to bring Tina Dang. Snow. You Dang. know, but you know that's my that's my thoughts on it. 
you you your video. I agree. Was I mean, your video was paused for some reason. Okay, you back. My, mine is paused. Yeah, your video was paused. But yeah, okay. you know, give us a little diversity in your music. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. No, nah, I see you now. Um, so Ashanti versus Keisha Cole got canceled because Ashanti decided to have COVID. <laughs> Not decided to have. <laughs> <laughs> Because she she had COVID nineteen, part of me feels like her vocals probably at that time was not to par, so it just so happened that COVID struck struck at the and right I, time. It, it was just very convenient. It was very convenient. not a convenient stroke of COVID, but you ain't even really got to do too much at the first. You can give us a little lip sync, little you know. Uh, thank you, play your track, okay? Be like Monica and Brandy. <laughs> Honestly, they didn't have to be together. It started off with people with like social distancing. Social distancing. I don't understand why they didn't just them vocals, to go with it. Was the vocals not there? That's the I question. I feel like they could have pushed it back a day. They could have set up Ashanti's studio. Well, she had to be quarantined, so nobody wouldn't have been able to go over there, huh? Well, she could have, you know, set up her own studio. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> She'd be like, sweetie, tap, tap, tap in. <laughs> tap, tap, tap in. I am weak. Okay. Um, since they didn't have oh. me, we got much to talk about. I guess who would who is your winner? Who would be your winner? Honestly, to be honest, I'm gonna go with Keisha Cole. I mean, they both like because I I know Ashanti got some good ones. Keisha got some bangers, but Keisha more like, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Ashanti. I'm gonna go with Ashanti. And when people watch the verses, I've seen a lot of people go with Keisha. When people I mean, watch the verses, they go, no, no, no. When people watch the verses, they are going to see that Keisha catalog ain't as long as y'all thought it was. Ashanti got a catalog. Ashanti got a motherfucking catalog. It, it's, it's really, it's, I will say that it, it really ain't. Keisha started getting, yeah, when I'm just saying, started playing the first three or four hits. After that, it's gonna be like, ooh, and oh. When she she hit that. They both vocally be like moving and shaking now <laughs> around the note. <laughs> they both okay, be moving and shaking around the note now. You don't be on. Hey, look, Kim. Look, Kim in it. Okay, moving on to a more. Um, <laughs> so, um, Tiana Taylor um, quits music. Um, I mean, that is like for me, I, I didn't even think that was a bad thing to be honest because it's so much pressure put on entertainers or people or that are in the spotlight that some people have to understand that they want a normal life, you know what I'm saying? And on top of that, a lot of people in the music industry are slaves to mute to, to their own craft, yeah. So she decided to quit music because she felt like she was not getting. The recognition that she deserved her her label was not you know putting into her that what she felt like she deserved she was putting up all the money energy effort she might as well be independent they won't let her out her contract and i'm you know let's be clear tiana taylor is the most underrated talent of our generation per like people sleep on tiana taylor all day and night like her creativity, her body of mm-hmm. work, her artistry, her dancing. 
Everything about Tiana Taylor is a motherfucking dub. And y'all out here listen to these chicklets in the street talk about adi, 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 adi. Like Tiana Taylor makes some real fucking music. <laughs> Tiana Taylor makes some real, y'all too busy, adi, adi, adi. Tiana Taylor makes some fucking good music. Tiana Taylor makes great music. Tiana Taylor, go listen to the album right now if you haven't listened to it. Like, we're going to talk about the 2020 recap, but I don't see another album that's really that much better than that album this year. Somebody somebody proved me wrong. Damn. But, like, Tiana yeah, Taylor's man, underrated. Really she's underrated, and I understand where she's coming from because even us, like, people who listen to music, we don't give her, us, her, her, I do. We don't give Tiana her due because... I guess, like she said, her label's not pushing her. She's not in all the shit that other people label got them in. But Tiana Taylor got the juice. But correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor it was last signed to Kanye West's Good Music Group. And that's the same label that Big Sean was on the label with as well. That's Kanye West's label. Yeah, is, is she and signed to music or is she signed to? Is that who she signed to still? It, no, yes, I believe it's good music. Um, I do know that if you heard a couple of latest raps from like Big Sean, you will hear him reference that. You know, um, basically Kanye West owned his masters, and he he asked for his masters. You know, like I owed him like three million dollars. It, it basically was uh, talked about. It was talked about on Breakfast Club as well. But um, basically, you know, Kanye West made a comment and he was like he was going to give his artists all mm-hmm. back all their masters. And, you know, right. Big Sean was like, you know, that would be a step because the same way Kanye West was like, oh, these labels are, are like their slave masters. He was doing the same exact thing to, yeah. to his his own people on good music. Yeah. She, she, so she I wonder, gone. too, if her frustrations are, are, are stemming from that because I don't really see that's the interaction thus far with Tiana Taylor and Kanye West. No, that's that's exactly but what she, she her, her 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 last album, it was fire because I got some of them bangers. Uh, so bear oh, with me. Speaking of, this, this is, this is going to lead right into <laughs> what you were talking about, right into the last hot topic. So, did you see that Lil Wayne reportedly sold Drake's and Nicki Minaj's masters for a hundred million dollars? I saw that. Ooh, yes, to how do you feel about it? How you feel about it? To Columbia, uh, I believe it went to Columbia Records, and I was like, I feel like he, he must be in a, a serious cash flow problem. He got them kids. He can't afford to pay his bills. Something's going on because that is very cheap mm. for artists of that caliber. Mm. It, I mean, of this time. I mean, and, and for you to say, think about what you got on the table. Drake you and Nicki Minaj and Drake. Are you serious? So I wonder how mm. they feel about that because let's be clear. Although he brought them on, they put in work and they got bangers and they got hits. And for him to sell that catalog. Mm-hmm. Like you said, for that amount, like yeah, hundred million dollars may sound like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not those two artists catalog and his. Come on, let's be real. That's why I feel like it, there's something more to the story. I, I feel like yeah. he has maybe maybe he was just trying, yeah. Or I mean, I think that whole thing because, with Birdman and all that, it probably took him so much money just to fight that shit. Because this ain't his first time. This is not his first time having something repossessed from him. Like, he got to be on drugs. Okay, but, so. 
he endorsing Trump. It's probably a drug habit. He's I mean, I'm walking that, proof. That last, that last thread hanging on by a thread. Let's be clear. <laughs> a thread. Facts. <laughs> Holding out. Okay. All right. So, uh, but what else we got? Is that it? Was that it? I think that was it. Oh, last thing. Um, uh, two last things uh, about COVID nineteen. Yeah, two, two last things about COVID nineteen in the entertainment industry. So uh, Jeremiah was hospitalized in the ICU with COVID. Did you hear about this? I did. You know, he made his first statement after coming out of his whole COVID situation. Situation, you know, and um, for those who go through it, you know, my heart's got to you guys because uh, it must be scary and it's not a, uh-huh. it's not an easy thing to go through. So, yeah. for him to be in that position, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it changes some things for him. Um, hopefully, nothing permanent, but yeah, you know, um, it's it's about being safe. You have to take it serious. Take you it know, serious. this isn't just a, yeah. a pure example of taking yeah. it seriously. Like, stop playing playing with it. Yeah, because he so got right. it. Then he had got a. So it. it reaction or something had happened to him like when he had got it then he had a rare reaction to it so he was in icu for like he was like he was unconscious for a couple days like he said he could just remember being in hospital exactly so that shit was yeah and that's why people need to be out here and like take this shit seriously like if they put in laws or policies or whatever to protect yourself wear a fucking mask yeah wear the goddamn mask i mean this just goes into like james harden that's why his ass need to be sitting up here and he needs to, to pay the fucking fines because he out clownery? here just all nilly willy just not giving a fuck. Clownery. The clownery. Clownery. Buffoonery. You need to take it seriously. It's almost like when your ass get COVID goddamn 19, don't say nothing. He's already had it though. So, so I'm sure he feels immune. like that he's immune, immune to it. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have it one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you, you out here infecting everybody else. Like, this infecting is everybody else. It's just like an STD. Yeah. Out here infecting everybody else. Okay. Exactly. So. But yeah. So, baby, that's all we got for y'all today, baby. Okay. Brie. That's what we're doing. Okay, we're gonna get somebody get some ram because it's trying to wrap this thing on okay. like a gift, like a Christmas gift. Uh, trying to wrap it up, wrap it up like a Christmas present. Uh, um, so we got one more episode. We will uh, return in the spring of 2021 with season two, and we will bring you more episodes. We promise y'all. Um, but we 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 tired. We done been through a lot. Uh, we gonna start. Yeah, I always say that. I want to listen. Uh, my brothers out there, are y'all all right? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Barely. My sisters, y'all all right? That's all I'm saying. We need to stick together. We got yeah, we to do. hold on. Hold on a little longer. Hold on. A little longer. Just a little bit. All right. Like we out, y'all. About a week. Peace. All right.